This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCaffey, the Director of Hunter Rehabilitation and Health, and this is episode 31 of the EP Growth Podcast. Flying solo again today, short, sharp, shiny topic today. I wanted everyone to get a lot out of this topic. It's a very important one. Today, I wanted to talk about the overall mindset you should have going in to the rehabilitation of your clients, okay? So we'll start with the end in mind. So starting with the end in mind, I'll say a phrase that you will use with every single one of your clients and you should use with every single one of your clients or patients, whatever you like to call them. You will say, I want to get you back to better than pre-injury status. Okay, we should be saying this with all our clients. I want to get you better than pre-injury status because pre-injury status is what got you injured in the first place. Your capacity before your injury is what got you injured. So we're going to try and build a buffer on top of that. So the aim of rehab here isn't just to get you back to being pain-free. It's to get you back to better than pre-injury status so we can build a buffer on that. We should pre-frame this with all our clients at the very start in the initial assessment. This allows them to understand that the treatment journey might take a little bit longer than they expect and you can align your expectations with them that way it is going to be an investment for them and hopefully they won't return with the same injury later down the track and that's what we're looking to do we want to address the root cause here and build a buffer uh, on top of their current capacity so that's what we want you to use every single time say hey i want to get you better than pre-injury status this is the plan i've put in place for that and with most of our clients, we come up with a, a rough sort of 12-week plan. Everyone's going to be um, different, but we set some real solid goals around that four to six-week mark to make sure that they are making improvements at that four to six-week mark, improve that buy-in, and have a lot of those end goals around that 12-week mark as well. So some of them are going to be different, like I mentioned, but that's a rough guideline that we do emphasize that overall sort of treatment plan, that treatment journey for no matter what condition, injury we see, that first management plan is going to be around that 12-week cycle with uh, certain uh, testing and, and measuring along the way at, at four weeks, six weeks, or eight weeks around that area. Um, and then obviously at the end of the 12 weeks before you need to go again or hopefully reach your goals. Now, what does that actually look like in terms of getting better than pre-injury status? I believe, well, let's, let's talk about musculoskeletal injuries, for example. Uh, we'll go back to the old uh, physics days. I think we all did physics in our degree. I did physics in, in high school. And I believe it is Newton's second law, uh, force equals mass times acceleration. I like to use this one. This was just my own analogy, so you can take it if you will. But I used to explain to this my clients, uh, force equals mass times acceleration. So when a tissue in our body, a muscle, a tendon, a ligament, a bone, uh, is applied too much force, it gives way. So what we need to do is manage the amount of force going through it. 
and want to expose it to as much force as possible, as much force as possible in order to prepare it for any activities in the future. So it doesn't, uh, doesn't give way or, or tear or, or break, for example. So with us knowing that force equals mass times acceleration, we need to figure out what is the maximum amount of force we can put through that muscle, through that joint uh, at the end stage of their rehab to prepare them. So a lot of the times, a lot of the times it's, it's actually plyometrics. It's not so much about heavy weights because we've got two uh, factors on the other side of the equation, force equals mass times acceleration. So say, for example, something is 100 kilos, you're squatting 100 kilos, but you're only going at, at one meter per second, then the force is, is going to be, yeah, 100, well, if we're going to go in kilos, 100 kilos. If it was to be 100 kilos, but we're jumping with that weight at five meters per second, straight away at times of by five, we're at 500 kilograms, or if you want to measure in force, newtons. If we are got no weight whatsoever, or we've got one kilogram of weight, or even our body weight of, of 60 kilograms, for example, and we're accelerating at 10 meters per second. That's really, really fast, but uh, that would be a lot more force than, than lifting a heavier weight. So this was my analogy when I thought of the best rehab for um, hamstrings, for example. So there's still a lot of conjecture around it, but I believe the most force, or the, it is, it's, it's, it's proven the most force you can put through a hamstring is while sprinting, maximum velocity sprinting, rather than your Nordics, um, which are good, of course, they definitely need to be part of it. Um, your RDLs, your Romanian, Romanian deadlifts, and um, your gym-based exercises. So end-stage rehab of, of a hamstring injury should be sprinting and should be doing a lot of graded sprinting, change of direction, accelerating. That's how hamstring rehab should be and um it's it's lately in in elite sports has proven to be the the best uh treatment for it at this stage so apologies for the the rambling about force times mass time force equals mass times acceleration but we need to get all our clients to be finishing with some sort of plyometrics or putting more load through the joint so for example all my lower back injuries all my lower back injury clients will end with plyometrics. So yes, that's great. They can now squat and lift 20 kilos from the ground, lift 30 kilos from the ground. But can they jump up onto a box and land and be able to absorb that force? Because that's where injuries happen. The amount of injuries I've, I've heard um, that I saw was from someone just stepping down a gutter and, and their back jolted real quickly. The amount of force going through your back when you can when you drop down a, like a, a gutter without knowing is probably a lot more force going through the spine than a controlled 100 kilo squat when you actually think about force equals mass times acceleration. So you, you don't realize that. The force going through your back when you're jumping on the trampoline with your kids is probably more than a controlled um, 50 kilo lift from the floor. So we need to repair the back. We need to prepare the tissues for that increased acceleration, increased force. So I would always finish my lower back injuries with some sort of plyometrics, um, obviously when they're ready for it. But yeah, jumping onto a box, jumping down off a box, um, doing multiple box jumps uh, across the gym floor, um, plyometric lun lunges, um, yeah, lateral lunges, different types of movements here and incorporating some speed into it as well. That's how we're building that buffer and getting them back better than pre-injury status. 
if it was a knee injury, for example, and someone says, oh, I've got knee pain, we all know that there's most force going through the knee when you walk downstairs. Walking upstairs is okay. Walking downstairs, everyone gets a lot of that, uh, that pain across the front of their knee because more force going through it in that direction. So end-stage rehab for knee replacement, um, any type of knee surgery, anyone with knee pain, is let's get you walking downstairs with a 10-kilogram kettlebell or a 15-kilogram dumbbell to simulate you walking downstairs with a, with some groceries or walking downstairs with your kid on your shoulder or on your hip. That way we can get you back to better than pre-injury status. So have one of these end goals in sight. It's going to take a bit of time to get to it, but you can break that down and reverse engineer your treatment plan in order to end that result. Let them know that treatment here at your exercise physiology clinic ends when they're able to demonstrate that consistently pain-free because that's the most force that we can put through that joint. So think about your treatment plans. Think about that end result. Communicate every session, um, but most importantly, communicate at this first session that you want to get them back to better than pre-injury status and build that buffer. And that'll allow them to buy into treatment, allow them to understand why it's important. And you can obviously explain along the way, this is the reason why we're doing this exercise because it's going to get us closer to our end goal exercise of this. And our end exercise goal of being able to jump up and down allows that your back is uh, strong enough to be able to handle any unexpected uh, jolts or, or movements throughout the back. It allows you to be able to jump up and down on trampoline. allows you to be able to trip off a gutter and, and not uh, strain your back. So... These are the reasons why you're doing those exercises. You explain them throughout and hopefully you can achieve that um, that amazing goal and then obviously build that buffer for them moving forward where they won't re-injure it. So make sure that the, the goal of the plan is to get them better than pre-injury status. The goal of the plan is not purely to get them pain-free where a lot of people have assumed that in the past. I'm pain-free, I don't need to come anymore. No, that's not the case, and you need to educate them why that's not the case. So always looking to build that buffer. Hopefully that's been helpful, guys. A um, little bit of rambling on there, but um, hopefully we've got around to the to the actual uh, core of that and when we can walk away with some key actions. So I want everyone to use that in your consults. You want to get them back to better than pre-injury status and setting that uh, that end goal which involves some sort of plyometric, um, something that puts a lot of force through the, the joint and reverse engineering that uh, to create your treatment plan and, and ultimately get towards that end goal and achieve that and get a great outcome for the client. So hopefully that helps, guys. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I would be forever grateful if you left a review, subscribe to our channel, and also share this podcast with any of your friends so we could ultimately grow this profession together. If you'd like any further information, please check us out on hunterrehab.com.au. Bye for now.